Good morning, and welcome to Crime Over Coffee. We're your hosts. I'm Erica. And I'm Abby. Part of our Monday mini-series is going to cover a new variety of topics. This week, we're going to talk about a particularly spooky disappearance of two girls from the Netherlands who were vacationing in Panama. And this is also a case that was suggested to us by a listener. Shout out to Alicia. So pour yourself a strong cup of joe and let's dive in. Lizanne Froon and Chris Kremers were from the Netherlands and were taking a trip to Panama. They had just graduated and were planning on kind of exploring the world, really. They wanted to learn about new culture and really take in everything that different places had to offer. And for this case was Panama. They arrived in Panama in the area they were staying on March 15, 2014. And it actually arrived a little early for a Spanish program that they were going to be taking while they were there. And they planned to stay with a host family in the area and do some sightseeing since they had a week off. They had also planned to do some volunteering with the local schools and, like I said, really just enrich themselves in this culture. On April 1st, 2014, they took their host family's dog and they decided to go on a hike on a nearby trail in the jungle. It was called the Pianista Trail and it's a pretty well-traveled one. People in the area know it well. And as far as anyone knew, they weren't doing anything crazy. They just took enough for a short day trip hike. However, a few hours later, The dog made its way back to the home, but there was no sign of the girls. And by the next day, the families of these two girls hadn't heard from them, and there were no updates on their Facebook pages, which they had been updating the whole time they were on their trip. The next day, they missed an appointment with a guide that they had set up. And the family they were staying with, as well as the girls' families, were nervous, so they notified the authorities, who sent out a search team, which was fairly extensive. They had an airplane searching, they had some search parties, dogs, and they were even setting off flares, so if the girls were lost, maybe they could see them and find their way to these parties to make it back. That does seem like quite a lot of manpower going into finding these girls, which is always nice to see in these situations. Oh, yeah. And the area they were in, a lot of the locals and the native tribes were helping look as well, which is really just a testament to the kind of people that were living in this area, that they were caring enough to go out and help look for these girls. And the families were able to put up a $30,000 reward for any help in finding the girls, but... For weeks, nothing turned up. There had only really been one report that the girls had been seen having breakfast with two unidentified men, but nothing panned out from that. When they left to go on their hike, they weren't with the men, so they didn't think it was connected necessarily. Then on June 9th, 2014, so months after the girls had gone out on their hike, Fern's backpack was found on the bank of a river near the Alto Romero and the Bocas del Toro region. It was dry. It didn't seem to have a lot of distress to it. Inside of it were two pairs of sunglasses, $83 in U.S. cash, Froon's passport, a water bottle, Froon's camera, two bras is how they all say it, but looking at them, they look like strapless bathing suit tops to me. And then both of the girls' phones were in there as well. 
So it doesn't look like anybody robbed them because you would have think, thought that they would have taken like the camera and the phones and the money to try to sell. Yeah. And it didn't seem like anything was tattered or broken or too distressed. It was in fairly good condition. This is where it starts to get sad and kind of creepy. The mystery has been solved. Here at Crime Over Coffee, our go-to caffeinated beverage for every episode is Fire Department Coffee. And you can get some as well and save 15% with our exclusive coupon code CRIMEPOD15. Owned and operated by firefighters and veterans, 10% of all their proceeds go directly to helping sick and injured first responders. And with an incredible range of flavors and caffeine strength, it's a company that all of us can easily support. So please go to firedeptcoffee.com and use our coupon code CRIMEPOD15 to support us, support them, help first responders, and get some incredibly tasty coffee along the way. So first off, there were a lot of phone calls that had tried to be placed on the girls' phones to emergency numbers. However, the phone calls were not going through due to reception, and there was evidence that the phones were getting shut off and then turned back on, and people theorized it's because they're trying to save their battery, possibly. On April 3rd, Froon's phone had died officially, and then Kramer's was turned off and on intermediately. Also, my phone personally, sometimes I lose signal, and my phone doesn't always get signal back unless I shut my phone off and turn it back on, even when I'm in the middle of a city where I normally have signal. Mm-hmm. Between April 7th and April 10th, there were 77 call attempts to emergency numbers. Wow. And in, in three days, you said? April 7th, April 10th? Okay. Mm-hmm. And then on April 11th, Kramer's phone was finally turned off. What this tells us is that the girls were alive during some of the searches that were going on. They did not pass away right away. At this point, as far as we know, they were okay enough to try to make these phone calls. And as you remember, the girl set off to hike on April 1st. 10 days of battery life. That's pretty good. So something strange about that is the bulk of the phone calls did not happen until six days later on April 7th. I didn't process that, but you're right. That's really weird. Mm-hmm. They only planned on a day long, hike, like just like a quick couple hour hiking trip. Yeah, correct. They did not take camping gear or anything like that. They just, they didn't even have like food, just water and maybe some candy or snacks. Next, investigators look at the camera that was there. And this is where things get kind of really creepy. The girls had taken almost 90 photos and most of them were just... I mean, there's photos on there leading up to that, like the beginning of the hike where the girls are just, everything looks normal. They're taking photos of each other from the sun. You could tell it was about 1 p.m. And one of them, you could see some dirt and rocks and foliage. And another, it looks like a stick with some like candy wrappers on it, maybe. But most of the photos, other than the ones of the girls from earlier in the day, it's just pitch blackness. And people try to speculate why they were taking photos if maybe they're trying to use the flash to see in the night or take a photo of maybe an attacker or something that was following them and investigators decide to obviously search around the area where that backpack was found and they find a pair of one of the girl's jeans that was like neatly folded on a rock which is strange to me and they start to find bits and parts of human remains around And they found one boot with an entire 
human foot in it, part of a pelvic bone, and then about 33 pieces of bone fragments. And they concluded that they did belong to the girls. But what was weird is some of them seemed fresh with like still like flesh on them, whereas some of the bone pieces looked like they had been bleached. Weird. And investigators could not tell the manner of death by looking at these bone fragments. But they never found like a full body. They just found a bunch of pieces. Correct. I mean, that's about it. There's different theories as to what happened. One of the least sinister ones is that they just got lost and they're trying to take photos. Maybe one of the girls got hurt. They were really trying to flash to like see if someone could find them or I don't know, or something in the jungle, an animal or something attacked them and the pieces just went down the river possibly. A lot of people think it's more sinister and creepy. They point to the different conditions that the bones were in and what does that mean? What does it mean for some of the bones to look like they've been bleached? Yeah, that's that's a really weird thing. And I don't personally know what it means, like what the bones are going to look like if they've been bleached versus if they haven't. But it's still to be able to say that conclusively, like it just seems really weird. Some people kind of like to point and think that maybe it was something creepy, like some type of unidentified monster or something like that, that the girls were trying to take photos of to get proof of. The theories range from accidental to murdery to on a realm of probably maybe not real, but also really creepy to theorize. I think that's why this case became so popular. But either way, to this day, we are not sure what happened to these girls. You can find us on Instagram at Crime Over Coffee or on Facebook at Crime Over Coffee Podcast. You can also email us your thoughts and case suggestions at crimeovercoffeepod at outlook.com. If you would like to support us, go to anchor.fm forward slash Erica Abby. Donations to our podcast are greatly appreciated and go into making the podcast possible. If you like us, you can recommend us or give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to us on your podcast listening medium. Thank you so much. Bye.